Hello, everyone. Hope everybody is doing well. Do you feel it too? I feel like we're almost at a breakthrough. Spring, where I am located in upstate New York, is almost here. I just say we have to get through one more month, one more month. And the world is starting to open up somewhat. So we're getting back to, in quotes, normal. Oh, and it feels wonderful. I hope you were able to catch last week's episode with Allie, a 17-year-old doodling artist powered by ADHD. She has these amazing custom phone cases she does for people that pertains to your life. You can put, you know, your kids on there, your dog, your college, your wedding date, your any significant things that you have in your life and she will custom Put it on the phone cases. Um, you de definitely have to check out her Instagram account. And she also does, um, so she, she makes these doodling patterns and she puts it on different things like t-shirts and backpacks and bags and uh, leggings. So please check her out and listen to last week's episode. It was wonderful talking to her, you know, being only 17 years old and creating this business. Um, she really took it to the next level during last year, 2020, because we all have the time to. So make sure you go back and listen to her episode. Every, um, all the information is located in the show notes. So you can pop over to her Instagram account and check her out. But let's get started with this week's episode with Dee from Kids Money Academy, helping parents raise money smart kids. As moms, we will do anything for our kids. Well, almost anything. Is your child an aspiring entrepreneur or do they already have a business and just don't know how to gain traction, momentum, and sales? For the last nine years, I've been guiding my daughter in running and scaling her online baking business. Find out the scoop as we hear from other mom bosses and learn how their kidpreneurs are successfully making five and six figures dominating their markets. What do they know that you don't? Tune in every week while these mom managers spill the tea. Well, lemonade, helping you through the ins and outs of business so you too can guide your kidpreneur to pursue their dreams, build confidence, and their bank account along the way. Join the ranks of this elite mom boss tribe. I am your host, Katrina Wilson, and you are listening to the Lemonade to Laptops podcast. Hello, we have a great treat for you today. My guest Dee Dee is from our D, sorry, is from Kids Money Academy. And she shows parents how to have a positive conversation around financial literacy with their children, with your children, beginning at the age of anywhere from four to 18 years old. Welcome, Dee. How are you? Hey, so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Now you are a CPA and financial instructor by trade. Now, how and when did you realize um, that kids really need to learn about money in a healthy and creative way? Oh, um, actually, story goes back to way back. And I'll start when I immigrated to the uh, States uh, when I was 23 years old. Um, I came here. Um, I, or, you know, I originally grew up in 
um, Turkey, Istanbul. Mm. And I immigrated to the United States when I was 23 with pretty much no money in my pocket. It was, I think, $300 in my pocket and I didn't speak the language. So when I came here, I knew that I had to figure out a way to, to make money and survive here, right? Yeah. And the first step was to learn the language because I quickly realized, even though I had a degree, I quickly realized that I need to speak the language to, to grow, grow here. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And then after that, um, after that, I got my degree and, and then as I'm going through the journey, as I reach my version of American dream, I realized that there is, there is a way for kids and especially, you know, under, underserved, um, communities to, explore and experience the same things that I experienced in this country. So that's, that's how I decided that I can, I can be a resource for parents and the kids um, so that they, they will feel empowered to, to experience what I am experiencing, which is that reaching their version of American dream. So that's how I, um, how I started Kids Money Academy. Mm, I love it. So in what ways can parents support their kids when you know, their child comes to them and they, they have an idea to start a business? Maybe it's a service or a product or maybe it's just starting a lemonade stand to begin with. Yeah. Maybe it's um, you know, they wanna be an author. Maybe they have this inkling to write a book or you know, make, um, lip gloss or whatever it could be how what would you guide parents how would you advise them to set that foundation of money management because you know when when my daughter wanted to start her lemonade well they just think they can keep all the money <laughs> they, they're not thinking about well it took some supplies to be able to sell that lemonade and then there's taxes but we didn't even want to talk about that when she was yeah. seven but maybe we do need to talk about that so how would you suggest parents support their children along their journey yeah i will first say let them be creative right so let them be creative with their um with their imagination how they can make money um and how they can turn their passion into money. So before even talking about uh, money, taxes, let them experience the entrepreneurship through their passion. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to just say, I mean, most likely they're not gonna make much money, right? So mm -hmm. if you are making a lemonade stand and things like that, let them also experience that failure. Not every idea is going to turn into a business. And I don't know about your experience, but through my own experience growing up with, I always had a 95 job, but I always had a side hustle as well. So I, I had this entrepreneurial spirit that I wanted to create something uh, on the side for my passion. And 
my parents never told me no. So I went and explored a lot of the times I funded my side hustle, my passion with my full-time job. Mm-hmm. And, and some ideas made more money than others, but they all prepare me for this um, moment when I created the Kids Money Academy, right? So anything before Kids Money Academy, I had many, many, many failures. And if kids know that failure is a normal thing and it's it's a step for them to get closer to success, they will be less afraid of failing or losing their initial investment or something like that. Um, that would be my, um, I guess, recommendation that just be, let them be creative, let them fail. You are not, you don't need to rescue them every time they fail during their journey and encourage them to be resourceful. They need to come up with uh, solutions. They need to come up with, the kids need to come up with uh, the ideas and just provide them um, how they can just be an example to them so they know how to become a resourceful person. Yeah, I think I, you know, I talk to many parents and my, one of my first questions are, is to them, I'm like, okay, so is it your idea or their idea? Yeah. Because they have to be driving the bus in terms of the idea, because it's going to be like, you're going to be pulling them you know, and you know, with entrepreneurship, it's up and down and up and down. And, you know, with my daughter, if she didn't want to, she has her own baking business. And if she didn't want to do it, um, you know, she was the one getting up early in the morning or going to bed late at night because she had to get the orders out. I wasn't the one telling her saying, you know, you better make sure you're, you're, you know, baking this product at this time. So we can dry it this time. Like, I can't imagine doing that because that would be miserable for all of us. Such a great point. Yeah. She had the drive and the, the gumption to, to schedule herself and say, you know what, wait a minute, let's backtrack. I got to get this order out by 10 AM. So I've got to make sure I have the last layer of icing on it you know, by nine, 10 o'clock at night, so it can dry overnight, so I can package it. Like she figured out all that. She got up and sometimes it was, she stayed up to two o'clock in the morning, and then she'd literally go take a nap (laughs) and then get up and put the, the last icing. But I can't imagine if I had to set my alarm and like, you know what I mean? So you gotta make sure your kid is driving the bus with the ideas. Such a great point. Such yeah. a great point. So my um, almost eight-year-old son came to me because he knows about Kids Money Academy and he mm-hmm. loves the idea. He always uh, uh, makes tutorials for kids and things like that. Anyhow, he came to me. He said, Mommy, I want to make money too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what can I do for Kids Money Academy that I can make? Like, can, can I put my product in your store okay I said okay yes you can and uh, what do you what do you want to put in he's like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a coloring book um coloring book that kids can color um it's all money related okay. I said okay that's a good idea um and then he started drawing I mean they were not <laughs> anything that I could put on the the store but I didn't tell him that. What I told him, hey, let's 
put it out there. Let's put on the store. Let's see if there's a demand. Sure. For it. Yes. Yeah. And then his first question is, what is the demand? So then we start talking about demand and supply. Yes. Um, you know, every conversation you have will open up a different different uh, way of talk about money. So then we start talking about uh, supply and demand and pricing, like how much do you want to mm. price this? So even though his drawing was nothing special, we talk so much about money that he, he learned so much from that exchange uh, that it was definitely worthwhile to have. Well, and I think that you, you're so right. Like once you start having the conversation and going, okay, so let's right. Here's your wonderful idea. This is a great idea, but does the marketplace demand it? Mm -hmm. like, it might be a wonderful, they might feel so passionate about it, but are people going to buy it? So I love that you did that with your son and then started talking about supply and demand. I think business, you know, with any industry, you know, we're peeling back the layers of the onion and talking about all these different layers that go into your entrepreneur journey. So yes, yes just opening up that conversation, right? And then how do you, our big, one of my, our big conversation was with my daughter, since she's truly a sugar cookie artist, like how do you price her artistic ability. Yeah. So that was one of our big conversations of, you know, cause she's got to feel good about the price and getting the money where she thinks she's putting in the time and the effort and, you know, creativity, how do you pr price that? You know? Yes. So yeah, I love that. And love then that. how you, how do you differentiate yourself from the other cookie makers, sugar sure. cookie makers yes. in your region? Yes. Yep. You know. Yep. And that was one of our, you know, I said, what makes you so different? And it's what her materials that she uses. So mm -hmm. normally a sugar cookie, when you bite into it, it could be, it can be hard. The icing mm -hmm. can be really hard and it really doesn't taste that good. She goes, I don't do that type of icing, that flooding with that material. So when you bite into my cook sugar cookie, it's soft. Oh, but in <laughs> retrospect, providing the soft and I'm totally butchering this because I'm not the sugar uh, cookie maker. <laughs> um, so when she, it, it's a different technique and different materials and it takes longer than doing the other technique. That's why a lot of people use the other technique because they can go faster. Yes. She goes, but I don't like it. So she was just like, I'm willing to spend more time on my product because I want my customers to enjoy my product more. And she can uh, probably charge premium for that, um, yes. reflected into her pricing, um, as well as she can use this as a as part of her marketing. Yes, yes, you know, absolutely. That's, that's a highlight that mm -hmm. what, what differentiates her from the others. Yes, yes, it certainly does. Awesome. So let's go back and talk about, you know, I, I talked to different, moms and, and different entrepreneurs that we talk about money. So a lot of people are, it's, we've been taught at a young age to, it's kind of taboo in your family to talk about money. If you've come from a family that's never talked about money and, you know, your parents growing up, they've always had the nine to five job, worked at the same, 
industry for 40 years and, you know, they retired and they got their golden watch and they went on their merry way. And, you know, if you haven't had an entrepreneur in your family, you're like, this is so foreign to you. And I'm sure you've heard the the um, sayings like money doesn't grow on trees. Um, you're throwing money down the drain. Um, you know, the lack of money is the root of all evil. So yeah. now we've grown up with this mindset that money's evil and rich pe people are stingy and they're mean. And, the, you know, so we have all these limiting beliefs in our heads that money is, can do no good. So yeah. how do you in Kids Money Academy, how do you touch on that and kind of, if it needs to be reversed, how, how do we yes. do that? Or how do we start that conversation with our kids? So first we need to start with ourselves, right? We need to figure out what our money stories are, what our money beliefs are, and what we need to, to what we want to change. Self-awareness mm -hmm. is key. So telling your kid, save, 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 it's so much easier than you saving because, you know, lecturing is so much easier than doing it. Yeah. So, and nobody wants to be lectured. So including your three-year-old. Three so nobody wants to be lectured. So we need to be self-aware that how we phrase uh, words, how we phrase money in, in our lives, not just uh, when we are talking to our kids, but what are the things that we are doing that we need to change? So we need to reverse some of the the things that we've been taught um, as we were growing up. Now, I, my background, I came, uh, my family didn't have a lot of money. We were middle class, um, but, and they, and my dad had a nine to five job, but they taught us to have a growth mindset. And with that, we had an abundant money mindset. I always thought if I have a good work ethic, if I work hard, the money will come to me easy. That was my uh, money story. Money will come to me easy. Making money is easy. So if I put the work in. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when I... Uh, came to the States uh, with the $300 money, I really didn't care and think about how much money I had that point because I knew if I had it, because I had that programming in me that if I work hard, if I, work, if I have a work ethic, I am going to reach my goals. So I had this um, um, fate that it's gonna happen and I when I talk about fate I'm not talking about religious faith or anything like that faith in general having faith in something so I had this um really big belief fate that it was gonna happen it was just a matter of time yeah um so I think one of the the best gifts that we can give our ch children is the abundance money mindset because then whatever life throws at them, they will be able to come out of it um, stronger than ever. Um, now, of course, it was not all, um, you know, roses and... Sure. <laughs> say. Yeah, so it was... <laughs> so my parents taught me to have an abundance money mindset, but they didn't teach me how to save. 
like mm. the saving was not something they taught me or investing. So I was missing that part. So I had to learn that part in my late 20s and 30s. Um, so just because, you know, we have to forgive. I think um, I want to make this point. We have to forgive our parents because they really did the best with with the, what they have, what they had at the time. And um, they didn't, uh, probably they didn't have internet. They didn't have a lot of the resources that we have right now. But as parents, now we know better, we do better, right? Now that you have this knowledge that you need to be aware of your own money stories, you cannot go back. Like you have to explore this area. You have to be, become self-aware so that your your next generations will learn a better money story um so that will be my two cents <laughs> no i agree i totally agree because i think about um you know my grandparents growing up and my grandparents their an- ancestors came from the ukraine and you know think about the generation of like w- when they were raised it was you know, feast or famine. And I can remember my grandmother in the kitchen, like saving and wiping off the tin foil. Like that was their, that's how they came. They, they didn't throw out anything they saved and they, and they really didn't have much, but what they had, they really utilized. So, you know, those things get carried down generation to generation. When you see that as a kid and you're like, Oh, I'm supposed to wipe off and rinse out the bags. Like, what's that about? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, wait a minute, Gra- grandma, why were you doing that? But that's the generation they came from, you know? So, and, and it's true, like t- telling yourself those money stories. And I have to be careful of what I say around my kids because, you know, my kids are like, all right. And I'm like, okay, money's just paper. We're going to make more. Like, uh-huh. don't be afraid to spend it. Like, it, you know, it's energy. So if you, if you hold on too tight to it, guess what you're saying to the universe that you don't have enough. And guess what? You're not going to have enough. <laughs> so it's all those things that you have to first, you're right, become aware first and then change it and pass that on to your, your, the next generation. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, so my mother-in-law, she is uh, from Hungary, uh, mm-hmm. so she is an immigrant from Hung- Hungary, um, and same thing, just yeah. like uh, <laughs> yes. parents, yeah. everything has to be saved, everything has to be used, nothing should be wasted because uh-huh. they didn't have it. Um, so I learned a few things from her, like I, I guess... Because I didn't grow up like that, so I was wasting too much of some things. So I definitely learned some things from her mm-hmm. um, as far as how to save some of the things. Or things can be fixed. Like that yes. was not a, such a foreign concept. Of, okay, like I have a hole in my sock. I just throw away. Oh, wait, I, I yeah, it. go buy another one. Oh no, we'll we'll sew that right up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, talking to our kids, um, 
you know, when they ask for things that are uh, really expensive um, mm -hmm. um, and telling them, oh, we cannot afford this right now or, oh, it's too expensive. Instead of having saying those words, um, nowadays I try to say, okay, you want to get that? How, how would you like to save money for it? Yeah. So instead of telling them what the current circumstances are, open up their mind to a future, what they can do to get that money to buy the things they want to buy. Um, exactly. So, and it's, I know it's so easy when you're at Target trying to do your own shopping and, yeah. <laughs> and then there is a toy aisle and then, mm -hmm. but you want to be in the home decor. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to tell your kid. Oh, it's too expensive or you have like you already have 10 barbies like why do you want to have the 11th yeah like, it's so easy to tell your child that it is uh you know it's time to move on but you know they have their own little world too and they have their own desires um so definitely acknowledging that mm -hmm. and and ask asking them the question make them the problem solver empower them um, to make that money, I think it's a better way to go. And once you get used to talking to your kids uh, that way, you never go back. You never, because once you know that saying it's too expensive, I cannot, we cannot afford this, is, is creating a scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. you can never go back. Well, and I think getting down to, to the root of, okay, so why do you want that 11th Barbie? Or why do you want that, you know, the latest fashion sneakers? Or is it, a, you know, for a teenager, is it like a sign of a status symbol? Or so peeling, like I said, peeling back the layers and asking those questions. So why do you want that? Like, what do you think it will bring you? What do you think it, you know, all those different kind of questions. And then I think that, um, as an adult, when I'm writing out my bills, being grateful, yes. being grateful that I, I can pay my electric bill because it gives us heat and we're warm in the winter. So it's not going, oh, I have to pay my electric Another bill. bill. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I got to give, you know, money to the electric company now, but why am I giving money? Because my family's nice and warm or they're cool in the summer or whatever it may be, you know, my medical bills or whatever. I'm thankful that I live in a country that I can have medical services yeah. and that I'm grateful that I'm healthy and that I can pay these medical bills. Like, so it's just being aware and changing your mindset on those when I'm writing them out. And I literally on my checks or if I pay it online, I always put, thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Yes. Because I'm grateful that like I get to have these opportunities because I know people in the world are not as fortunate as I am. Yes, exactly. And yep. that reminded me now uh, we are in the still middle of pandemic. Um, sure. And my daughter here in California, uh, some daycares are open, some are not. So my daughter, uh, she's three years old. She's she's at home. And mm -hmm. normally here in California, uh, we I pay $1,300 per oh month uh, for daycare. Um, I used to, you know, every time you pay $1,300, it's like somebody else's mortgage, basically. Yes, yes. In different part of the country. And um, 
and I was, I mean, I, I want to say I was never resentful because it's just that they, they, they provide great service and I was very grateful, but I became even more grateful when that's taken away from me, right? Now yeah. my daughter is with me at home all day long. I have my 95 job teaching at UCLA Kids Money Academy and my daughter. So now I'm like, take all my money. <laughs> here it is is. here it is yeah oh yeah how yeah absolutely i was telling my husband i just want to go back to our normal 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 life uh now we save a lot of money during this time uh because there's nowhere to spend yes right there's nowhere to spend we cannot go out, we cannot eat eat yep. out, things like that. So I wish we were back to normal so I could spend my money and contribute yep. to the economy and you know stimulate my, the economy with my own money. Yeah. Um, because put um, yeah, so uh, definitely more grateful for the bills that I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. As a mom, you're like, here, here's my $1,300. Take, take it. Yeah. Want, yeah. Double that. Yeah, yeah. You want your sanity back, right? Yes. As we're talking and your eight-year-old is watching your three-year-old because mommy's <laughs> in a meeting, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Oh gosh. What we do as parents yeah, <laughs> to make everything work. Oh gosh. So tell everybody that's listening, like how can they get more involved with Kids Money Academy? What kind of services do you offer on your website? Because I know you have some great freebies that parents can take advantage of right away. They can hop over to your website. Like what, what kind of services do you offer over there? Um, so as you mentioned, I do have a freebie vault on my website. They can go to kidsmoneyacademy.com and they can check out all the freebies that we have. I have a safe span give jar labels. I have cash envelopes for kids, all designed for kids in mind. Um, and, and they can find things for four-year-old or they can find things for 15-year-old. So definitely, um, definitely they should go and check out my website, the freebie vault um, and have access to all of the freebies. Um, I also spent a majority of my last year, 2020, creating products um, for parents um, and kids. So some of the things that I created, the budget workbook for kids um, and budget workbook for teens. Um, My three-year-old um actually just started budgeting so yes and she sees from her brother and she wants to uh, mimic and copy the same same thing so that's uh how i created the the budget workbook for kids um i also have a couple things in the pipeline one um Every month I give, um, I have a masterclass, Roth IRA for kids masterclass for parents. So they can learn about um, how to set up a Roth IRA for their kids, how they can, um, you know, how that impacts financial aid, um, all of those uh, laws and regulations around um, setting up a Roth IRA for your kids. We covered that. And I do also have a masterclass for 529 
um, plans for college savings, mm -hmm. and we go in deep, deep in this master classes. We don't just scratch on surface, but we actually go into deep in the nitty gritty good stuff. Um, so you can take advantage of the Roth IRA and 529 plans. And for 2021, uh, we are uh, going to have our first Kids Money Academy annual summit. Uh, which nice. actually uh, you are not aware of this, but actually you are invited as a speaker. So I'll put you here in the spot. Oh, well, of course <laughs> I would love to speak. <laughs> so uh, we will have guest experts. Uh, this is going to be free, available to everyone. And we're going to have a, a summit uh, with the guest experts. Uh, we're going to cover 529 plans, scholarships, grants, you know, starting a business for uh, your kids and entrepreneurial kids. Um, so we're going to cover so much in, in this summit um, and it will be free available to every parents out there. Okay, Dee, where were you 15 years ago when I <laughs> needed you for my kids? Come on. You know, these kids and parents have so much opportunity. Like, look at this, what you've created. I love it. Everybody needs to go over to your website and sign up <laughs> immediately. Like, this is gold. Like, I would jump hoops for this stuff. Like, you don't know, like, so everybody's doing the FASPA now and, you know, the, yes. all that for the college. Like, <laughs> the minute my daughter graduated from college, the last one on, like, I was ready to, like, uncork a champagne box and go, uh, bottle and go I don't have to do the fast by anymore there's one down now I have two more to go but like it, I mean it's gotten easier over the years that you could just you know take it from your tax returns but like this is super like I'm so excited about this and I can't stand talking about this <laughs> you know what I mean so oh my gosh I love all this yes so, tell everybody your website again and then um Instagram, right? Yes. So my community is in, in Instagram, Kids, Kids Money Academy. And I have a great community of 8,000 um, plus parents who are engaged and ready to share their knowledge because it's not just one person, um, you know, this is not a one person game. We are a village. We need to help each other. We need mm. to educate each other. Um, and support each other along the way. This is a difficult and challenging journey for everyone. And we are here to help. So come join our tribe uh, at Kids Money Academy on Instagram. Awesome. Yay, I'm so <laughs> excited. Yes, and thank you so much for being here. And listen, this is not the last of D. She's coming back and helping us even some more. Because, this, you know, I think this is such an important topic and parents tend to shy away from it but we need to talk about it. So awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I so appreciate all your time and knowledge on this subject. Thank you so much for having me. This was a, this was a, this was a great experience. Thank you. And I will link everything in the show notes so you can quick, easy, go on and hop over to Instagram and go to her website and pick up all her freebies and sign up for her courses. All right, everybody. <laughs> see you next week. Well, I hope you were able to pick up some great tips from Dee. She's lots of fun. That was a really fun episode to record with her. And be sure to visit her website for even more money-saving tips. And follow her on her Instagram account because she is always posting great information 
to put into practice right away. So, and don't forget to come back next week because we are actually celebrating this business coming up, their one year anniversary. And I'm going to be talking with Lovey, Layla, and Yoshi is the mom from Layla Body Treats. And they make dessert-inspired, handcrafted bath and body products that truly look like a real dessert. When you go to their Instagram account and look at it, you're like, am I looking at like real food or am I looking at bath and body products? So check them out. They are at Lovely Body Treats and it's L-O-V-L-A-I-B-O-D-Y-T-R-E-A-T-S. And check out their Instagram account and come back next week because we'll be talking to them and they have tons of information on how they started and how they're doing almost one year in business. And I also want to say thank you for sharing this podcast. It gets out to so many people and we are, I am so grateful that you guys listen each week. You're downloading, you're rating, you're reviewing and really getting it out and sharing with other people. So I truly, truly appreciate it. And until next time, thanks for listening to the Lemonade to Love Talks podcast with Katrina Wilson.